0: The blessing of the Lord is upon you. Somebody magnify him. Oh, somebody worship him. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody worship him. Lift up your voice. Lift up your hands and glorify him. We worship you, Jesus. We magnify you. We thank you, God, for you have blessed your people Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody give them a hand clap of praise and a shout of victory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn open to the book of Genesis, chapter 35. Amen. So many wonderful words have already been mentioned about all of our, our fathers that are here and those that are not here today. There's many that have let me know that they are out visiting their fathers and different things like that. Uh, Tis the season, it's summertime, so make sure you pray for your brother and your sister as they are out traveling. Amen, amen, amen. Genesis chapter 35, verse number 16. Looks like little Carson's ready to preach with me. He's already there. He, he saw it, he's ready to go. Hallelujah. Amen. Genesis chapter 35 and verse number 16. The Bible says, And they journeyed from Bethel, and there was belt there was but a little way to come to Ephrath. And Rachel travailed, and she had hard labor. And it came to pass when she was in hard labor that the midwife said unto her, Fear not, thou shalt have this son also. And it came to pass as her soul was in departing for she died that she called his name Ben-Oni but his father called him Benjamin. And Rachel died and was buried in the way to Ephrath which is Bethlehem. And Jacob set a pillar upon her grave that is in that is the pillar of Rachel's grave unto this day. She called his name Ben-Oni but his father called him Benjamin and I want to preach to us for a few moments on this subject let your father name you let your father name you would you set down your Bibles and lift up your hands come on would you pray all across the building God we're asking that you would continue to move in this house God continue to bless your people pray that this word would be a blessing and a help to somebody here today God We give you the glory and the honor and the praise. Oh, somebody give him a hand clap of praise and a shout of triumph. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Shake your neighbor's hand, tell him God bless you, and then you can be seated in the house of God. Hallelujah. Let your Father name you. The Bible lets us know at the outset of this scripture that they were journeying from a place called Bethel and there's a lot that we could talk about at Bethel but suffice it to say Bethel means the house of God and there was a journey that had taken place all the way through Jacob's life that brought him to Bethel and through the process of time heartache trouble it brought him back to bethel and and now that they have gone to bethel they are now journeying away from bethel again can i just tell somebody here today that life is a journey and every person is on that journey whether you wanted to sign up for it or not life has a lot of twists and turns ups and downs there are mountains and there are valleys and 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 this is the way that it goes but there are decisions that are made in life's journey and and you can determine where you go in life's journey now let me just help somebody you can't always determine what happens to you on life's journey but you have a determination of where you will end up at the end of life's journey Hallelujah! Let me help some of that may not believe that. You might have started one way, but you can finish another. You might have come in one direction, but you can change directions here today. You might have gone in this way or that way, but I want you to know here this afternoon that you have a determination of where you will end up. But we see that, that Jacob and Rachel are on their way from Bethel, they are on their way and they are leaving the house of God. And can I help somebody that anytime you start leaving the house of God, it never ends well? Anytime that life's journey leads you away from the house of God, it ends up in battles, it ends up in struggles, it ends up in suffering, it ends up in pain amen in fact Jacob's life proves it over and over if he would have just stayed at Bethel he would have stayed in the presence of God amen if he would have just finished building the temple of God right then and there he said I'll start it but I will not finish it I'm gonna go ahead and put this pillar down I'm going to anoint it and then he continued on his journey away from Bethel but years later God calls him and says I am the God of Bethel it's time to come back can I tell somebody? There's There's. always a call from God that says, come back to my house. Come back to my will. Come back to my purpose for your life. Somebody lift up your hands and worship him. Thank you, God, for calling me back to your house over and over and over again. But she is, they are on their way from Bethel. The Bible says they are in between Bethel and Ephrath. Bethel means the house of God and Ephrath means Emptiness it means to be unfruitful there is nothingness where they are headed and and can i tell you any time that you walk away from the house of god you are walking into emptiness Uh, anytime you walk into this world you, you can walk into a pursuit, a new job. You can walk into more money. You can walk into whatever else. But if it takes you away from God, if it takes you away from God's house, it only leads to more and more emptiness. Can I get some help here today? Anybody ever been there where you walked away from where you know God wanted you to be, but it didn't leave you happier? It didn't leave you healthier? It didn't leave you more blessed? In fact, it left you more stressed, destitute, afflicted. Anybody ever been there where you walked away away from Bethel and you walked away from the house of God and instead of feeling more fulfilled all it did was left you more and more empty Uh, can I help somebody anytime we go away from the presence of God there is no fullness outside of the presence of God but my Bible tells me that in his presence uh, there is fullness of joy Uh, can I help somebody Uh, when you come in this house uh, you can have fullness Uh, when you come in God's presence uh, you can have fullness Uh, oh some Somebody praise him. Oh, somebody clap your hands and magnify him. Thank you, Jesus. She's on her way. There's a journey happening away from God, away from the house of God, and it is taking them to a place of emptiness. But there in the middle of that, there is suffering and there is pain. And the Bible says that they are heading one direction. But in the middle of this, in the in-between place, there's a lot of people that spend their life in between. They spend their life in between going towards the house of God and doing the will of God and spending time with God. And they are trying to make their way to what they think will fulfill them. But the truth is, it only leads to emptiness. And and they can't quite make up their mind and their decision. Do I go to the house of God or do I go to these empty pursuits? Do I continue back to Bethel? I know God's called me there once, twice, and he keeps calling me back and back and back. But yet there's something else that is Pulling me this direction, and it's only leading to further emptiness. And it was there that that, that most people stop. They stop in the in between. But can I help somebody? Huh? Don't stop there. Don't stop in the middle ground. The best thing you could ever do is head back to Bethel. The best thing you could ever do is get yourself invested in the house of God. Get yourself a place. Grab yourself a chair. Slap your name on the bottom and say, that is my chair. That is my place in the house of God. That is my place in the purpose of God. I'm going to find myself a seat right there in God's kingdom. Oh, somebody praise him. But it was there. They were on their way. They were trying to get somewhere that she travailed. And the Bible says she was in hard labor. There is a lot of tough things. There is a lot of trouble. There is a lot of travail, if you will, in the in-between. Where you know you should be and you know where you're going, and there's a lot of trouble there. It was tough in this position. Uh, and and they were trying to make their decision but but, but at the same time uh, there was something that was birthed on the inside of Rachel that was coming out ready or not Uh, it was on its way can I tell somebody uh, that it was a thing called transition uh, and transition will come uh, without warning Uh, transition will come uh, when you are in the in between Uh, you're not quite ready for it Uh, you don't know what to expect uh, but transition Transition will hit you. Uh, transition is one of the hardest places uh, in life to be. Uh, but yet that child said, uh, I'm coming out, uh, and I'm coming out now. Can I tell you, transition has trouble. It has some some issues. It has some hurt and some pain. It has some hard labor. But, honey, there's good things that come out of God's transition. Transition. Oh, can I help somebody? Let's go right now. We've got to get to the place where we recognize transition will come in our lives. But it's God birthing. It's God helping. It's God making something inside of us. Oh, somebody praise him. Lift up your hands and let's talk to the Lord for just a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Let's pray. Let's pray. Hallelujah, transition, don't wait for nobody. Transitions in life, transitions in family. It shows up, but it's there to birth something in you. It's there to change something in your life. But it was there. There was no waiting. Rachel gave birth to her child under a tree. Couldn't get to the hospital. Couldn't, Couldn't get there in time couldn't couldn't get where they were headed couldn't get where they were going uh, transition showed up uh, benjamin was too small to stay in her body uh, he was coming out and there was nothing that was going to hinder him uh, there was nothing that was going to stop him uh, when your life goes into a season of transition uh, it comes out whether you are ready for it or not uh, it doesn't matter what adversity is in front of you uh, and what trouble is behind you uh, and where you are at in the journey called life uh, transition shows up at the most inopportune moments but can I help somebody it's the will of God it's the plan of God God is birthing something God is producing something hallelujah and so it was there in this middle round that she's in hard labor she wasn't ready for it she was just trying to go her own direction do her own thing but sometimes God's got to stop us in our tracks from going all the way to emptiness. God's gotta stop us because there is a divine moment and an encounter that is happening right here in the middle between Bethle and in, in the middle between Bethel and Ephrath. There's something that is being birthed, something that is happening right there at that tree. Can I preach some theology to somebody for just a moment? She gave birth at a tree. There was life going at this tree. Can I tell you what they later called this middle ground? It was called Bethlehem can I tell you about something else that came without warning in a place called Bethlehem his name was Jesus and he Can I tell you about a tree that came forth out of Bethlehem? It was a tree of life. And you can be upset about what's happening. But God says, don't go to emptiness. I'm going to burn something right here. Whether you're ready or not, I'm going to give you a Savior. There's going to be a tree. There's going to be bread. Oh, somebody worship him. Come on, lift up your voice. Let's magnify him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, lift up your voice and talk to Jesus. It might be an opportune moment, but God is birthing a Bethlehem. God is coming forth in your life. There is power. There is triumph. There is blessings. It is there in the middle ground, Bethlehem, which means the house of bread. Oh, I thank God for every time I was headed towards emptiness, but God brought forth something that would give me fullness I was headed on my way out but God said let me stop you for a moment that's only going to lead to more ungodliness that's only going to lead to more emptiness but let me give you some bread right here there's something that comes in the in between and it comes where God has to shift some things and often God works through pain and he works through hard labor it's God is trying to birth something in us in the in between and God is saying I'm going to fill you I'm going to bless you I I know there's pain right now, but there's a Bethlehem coming. I know there's trouble right now, but there's a Bethlehem coming. There's a tree that's going to save you. There's a Savior that's coming. There's a house of bread on the way. Oh, somebody worship the Lord. Come on, lift up your hands. Let's just talk to him for a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. There's some people that are there right now. And there's some hard travail and there's some suffering and there's some pain. But God is letting that come in your life so you don't make it all the way to emptiness. So he can birth something in you. So he can produce something in you right here. It was there in hard labor, in hard pain, that she brought forth a son. Let me help you this. The, 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 the midwife told her, don't worry, don't be afraid. Because today, you're still bringing this forth. Oh, let me help you. It doesn't matter how afraid you are of transition. It's still coming doesn't matter how much you are afraid of what might come forth. God is still going to bring it forth in your life. Amen. And, and she sat there and she gave birth and it caused her pain and it caused her suffering. And she was in tragedy. She ended up at that place in giving birth to something in the place of Bethlehem. There is life and there is death. There's this in-between moment and in-between season. She is giving birth to something good but at the same time all she feels is pain and all she feels is sorrow and all she feels is tragedy and she gets this child out and with her last few breaths she says name him benoni name him the son of my sorrow she wanted to name her child based on everything she was going through in a transitional season i'll lift up your hands and let's pray I'm not going to preach very long here today. We're almost done, but I've come to help somebody. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You've got to be careful in that in-between season of transitional periods, amen, of your life, that you don't allow one season to dictate your future. You don't allow one season to dictate the rest of your life. That is how most people live their life. They get in the in-between. They go through transition. And they go through a hard time and a hard season. And trust me, we do not want to be insensitive to anybody that's ever been through it. Anybody that's ever been through tragedy and trouble and struggles and pain and hard labor will be the first to stand up and tell you it ain't fun. And it's not easy. And we don't like it. But it came many ways. And you cannot allow that one moment, that one season, that one trouble, that one tragedy. You can't allow one thing that came into your past, that came into your life, to dictate how the rest of your life will go and how the rest of your future will go. The Bible says she suffered, was in hard labor. She named him the son of my suffering, and she died there in the middle. And later there's a prophecy that it's Rachel weeping for her children. And later it's speaking of the fact that Jesus is coming. And there's people that are crying over this. They're upset about this. She's weeping because she's in trouble and she's in pain. But can I tell you there's a Bethlehem on the other side of your pain. There is a Savior on the other side of your trouble. There is triumph on the other side of tragedy. There are good things on the other side of everything you are facing right now in this season. One season does not dictate your life. One moment, one year... There are a lot of people, and most of our world lives this way. That's how most people will live their lives. In one moment of sorrow, in one moment of tragedy, they will live the rest of their life based on one thing that happened. Not to downgrade or, disple- or, or or put it down, but they will judge their whole life based on what happened to them when they were five years old, seven years old, 30 years old. And they will go back every time they want to go and they want to do what they want. They want to go back to Bethel. They want to go back to the things of God or they, they want to get up and they want to to live beyond this. They just think to themselves, "There's too much sorrow. There's too much trouble." And they all they do is they name their future. Over this is just sorrow. This is just trouble. And they look over the rest of their life and they say, "Nothing good's gonna come of this. No blessings are gonna come of this." But I've come to let you know that ain't the will of God, honey. Don't name your future. Oh, don't name your future off one season. Don't name your future off one bad instance. Don't name your future of one bad thing that happened. Oh, somebody pray. Somebody pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's something good coming out of this. There's something blessing coming out of this. That's how most of our world will raise their family. They will raise them in dysfunction and sorrow. They will look at what has happened to them and what they had to go through. And what they've suffered through. And, and they will look and they will say, well, that's just what's going to happen in your life. And they will begin to call a name over their child's life. And they will say it's sorrow. And when they ask, hey, what do I got to do? Don't even try. Nothing's going to happen out of this. It's, it, this, is where, this is where a lot of pessimists are bred right here. Well, because one bad experience, now everything's going to be bad and nothing's going to happen. Well, that's just my personality. I'm a pessimist. I I I rebuke that in Jesus' name. Ain't nobody need to be a pessimist when you got Jesus in your life. Uh, Let me help you. Nobody needs to be a pessimist uh, when you got Jesus in your life. Uh, I don't know who's been in your ear uh, telling you all the negative things uh, in your world, uh, but I've come to let you know there's a new day. There's new hope. There's new life. Come on. There is the sun shining tomorrow. There's good things coming. Oh, somebody praise Him. They will do that. They will will put that into their family. They will put that into their job. They will look over the one bad thing, and it will overshadow everything, and it's tragedy. It's tragedy. But how you look at this moment determines the rest of your life. How you look at this moment can determine your children's life. How you look at moments like that, you could say, well, all this bad stuff happened, and and I don't know why, and I can't believe that this person did that, or they did this, or they said this, or they put that in my world. And you can die right there, or you can recognize it was the hand of God that came by and said, I can't let you get to emptiness. i got to stop you where you are. I gotta stop you and give you some bread. I gotta stop you with some fullness. I gotta stop you with some blessings. There, she says, name him sorrow. New life comes in. And that's how most people were raised. Not all of us have a great testimony of everything's happened, but some do. And God bless it, man. I hope that happens for everybody in this room's future. I hope there's blessings on every child in this house, on every next generation in this house. I hope they never know a day where mom and dad's just slumped down on drugs and alcohol and they don't have to step over a passed out father. I I hope there comes a day, uh, amen, in ARC where there's so many young people uh, that don't know what it's like to have divorced parents. Uh, I hope you might have come through that, but don't name your child that. You might have come through that, but don't judge your children with that. You might have been through sorrow and trouble and tragedy, but honey, Bethlehem's there. There's a Savior. There's a tree. There's good things to come. Name your child, Benjamin. Oh, let's worship the Lord. Oh, come on, let's pray. In Jesus' name, you can determine your future. You can decide right now. We're going to have power. We're going to have victory. We're going to have good things. We're going to have triumph. I know there's been trouble. I know there's been tragedy. I know there's been struggles. But when this thing's done, we're going to have power. We're going to have anointing. We're going to have authority. This child was... Now, I'm going to live the rest of his life because of what his family just went through and the struggles that his family just went through. And now he will be judged for the rest of his life. He will be known as sorrow, he will be known as weakness. He will be known as tragedy. He will be known as the son that killed his own mother through birth. He will be known as, as as the mistake. He will be known and everybody will look over him and there will be a dark cloud and a dark shadow over this young boy's future for the rest of his life. And in the midst of sorrow, in the midst of tragedy, this mother names him sorrow and she dies right there. And in comes the father. The father looks over his son. And the midwife say, she named him Benoni. And the father has a decision to make. Do I keep the name of her suffering? Do I let this loom over his life forever? Do I always let this name remind me of the fact that I lost Rachel at this moment? Do I allow this transition of her death and all these troubles to keep it over my son forever? And he looked down at his son and he said, no, that's not the name that he's going to be called by. He's not going to be called the son of my sorrow. He's not going to be called the tragedy that happened in 1984. He's not going to be known as the tragedy that happened on that one day all those years ago. No, he's going to be known as Benjamin. Benjamin means the son of my right hand. Benjamin means power. Benjamin is something that goes beyond just this tragedy. Benjamin is the one that rises up and he comes through sorrow and he comes through tragedy and he comes through all of these issues and he says, No, there is power in sorrow. There is triumph in tragedy. There are good things that are coming out of this. And he says, I will rise up a boy and his name's going to be power and his name's going to be authority. Can I help somebody? Don't let the things that have happened in your life name you let your dad in heaven name you. Somebody praise him. Oh, somebody lift up your voice and worship him. Come on, let's pray right now. Let's pray right now. Come on, what has happened in your family does not have to define you. What your family went through does not have to define you. You can let God name you. You can let God write something new over your life. You can let God speak a new word over your family lineage and over your heritage. Oh, somebody pray. Oh, let's pray come on let's pray in the name of Jesus there's a lot of people had a lot of things spoken over their life but I've come with a word from God you can go ahead and say God speak a word over my life that so shifts and so changes everything that was ever spoken over me they called me dumb but God called me smart they called me a worthless piece of whatever you want to throw in there I want you to know that God can speak a word and say you got worth you got value you got purpose you got purpose They can say all the bad things that they want to say. But I want you to know your Father in heaven does not see you that way. Your Father in heaven comes by and says you are blessed. You are favored. You are anointed. You are called. There is a power. There is an authority. There is an anointing. Let God speak over you. Oh, let's stand all across the building lift up our hands. Come on, I've come to preach reality to somebody. Don't let sorrow name you. Don't let tragedy name you. Don't let what they went through or what you've been through name you. Don't let their negative comments and labels name you. Don't let all those harsh words name you and and control you and let you stay there. Let God speak a word over your life that changes you forever. That when they look over you, they know that's powerful. That's an anointed individual. That's a child of God. Oh, let's pray. Come on, your tragedy does not have to define you. It does not have to name you. You can go beyond that here today. I'm talking about a healing that goes beyond the scars. I'm talking about when your Father in heaven looks down on you, he does not see what you've been through, but he sees what you're about to become. When God looks down on your life, he says, I see power. I see authority. We serve a God that is supernatural. He is able to do what medicine cannot do. He is not a God that is limited by anything. He's not limited by your education, your background. He's not limited by the family that you came from. He's not moved at all by the things that other people have spoken over you. One other person's opinion does not make God's opinion of you. He's not up in heaven all frantic trying to figure out how to get every individual to their destiny where they should be. He's not wondering how it's going to happen because he's the one that knows the end from the beginning. He already has a solution to every single problem that you've ever had. He is the one that is all-powerful and all-knowing. People might have tried to push you down, but I want you to know there's a God that will come by and remove all those weights off of your back because God is not looking to push anybody down. God is looking to pull people up. All God is asking is for people to look at the names that have been placed, the labels that have been placed in their life, and they have a decision to make. Do I stay with what sorrow has called me and tragedy has called me, or do I look up to my Father in Heaven that is all-knowing? He sees my trouble. He sees my problems. He sees my dysfunction, and yet He called me powerful, and yet He called me anointed, and yet He called me some more than what they call me and there is a decision what name will I go by will I go by suffering and tragedy or I go by powerful will I go by what my father says (laughs) words old phrase sticks and songs might break my bones but words will never hurt me words will kill you I'll say it again words will kill you what people say oh it doesn't bother me yes it does Everybody's bothered by what other people think. But God comes by. He's the author and the finish. You know there's something powerful about an author? He can write the story. And he can rewrite the story. He can let the story go through a valley. And he can take it back on a mountaintop. He can allow you to go through this, that, and the other. And everybody define you by that one season. And that one time, and and you can stay there, but if you let God be the author of your life, God will come by and he'll say, no, 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 no. It doesn't stay there. You don't got to die there. I want you to know there's power coming out of this middle ground. I want you to know there's power. There's a Bethlehem coming out of this. There's a Savior coming out of this. There's anointing coming out of this. You can let others define you, or you can let your Father in heaven define you. Lift up your hands and let's pray. I'm done preaching. Lift up your voice and let's talk to Jesus. Come on, let's pray. God's about to speak a new name over your life right now. Whatever, anything else has been spoken, whatever you've been through, uh, tragedy, whatever sorrow, whatever suffering, uh, and you want to let that define you, uh, I've come to preach the word of God uh, that your Father in heaven's coming by with another word, uh, with a second opinion. Uh, He's coming by and saying, no, uh, that's not what you're called in my book. Uh, When I authored you, uh, I didn't author you as a failure. I didn't author you as a mistake. Uh, I authored you as a miracle. I authored you as a blessing. Uh, I authored you as anointing. I authored you as powerful I authored you as something that could be more I want us to open up this altar let's come and pray let your father name you here today Let your Father in heaven speak a word over your life. Let God speak power where there was nothing but pain. Let God speak triumph where there was nothing but tragedy. Let God speak blessing where you only felt cursed. Let God speak anointing where you felt like nothing. Let God speak fullness of bread where you felt empty. Let God speak purpose where you felt useless. Let God write miracle where you felt like there was nothing but mistake. Would you pray all across the building? Let your Father name you here today. Take those labels off. Take those labels off. Let God erase those labels and reauthor your story. Come on, you are what God says you are. You're anointed, you're blessed, you're favored. That's what my Bible tells me. You're a child of God. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation, a peculiar people. That's what my Bible says. You've got to hold on to God's word. church, come on church in the name of Jesus, let God put a defining moment in your life let God define you in the name of Jesus Somebody pray.
1: God is rewriting your life.
0: God is redefining you. God is relabeling you. Forgiven, blessed, anointed, prosperous, powerful.
1: God is redefining
0: everything. pray, church. Let's pray, church, all across the building. God is speaking a word over your life right now. God is speaking a word over your life. Lift up your voice and talk to him right now. Lift up your voice and talk to him. Jesus, I accept your defining factor over my life. I accept the label you put on my life, not what others have put on my life, not what what I've been through has put on my life. I accept what you say, and I will live the rest of my life by what you define me as. Come on, let's pray, church. Right now, right now, accept what God has called you. Accept what God has put on your life. Accept the word and the calling and the name. Come on, let's pray, church.